the beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, we are told that God made mankind in his image and likeness. That is why all human life has dignity, because we are made in the image and likeness of God. Now, our first reading is not from Genesis chapter 1, it's from Genesis 2. And I would dare say that there's a sense in which it shows us uh, this dignity, rather than just explicitly telling us it, that we're made in the image and likeness of God. How so? Well, it's not good for man to be alone. God made us for communion, and God himself, there's in a very real sense, is a community of persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're made in his image and likeness, and that is why all human life has dignity. So it's a very appropriate reading on this Sunday, which is called Respect Life Sunday. And Archbishop Nauman has uh, asked that we play an, an audio message, uh, so I will, at this point, turn it over to him. Dear friends in our Lord Jesus Christ, for almost 50 years, the Catholic community in the United States has observed October as Respect Life Month. As Catholics, we respect each and every human life, no matter the stage of development, age, cognitive or physical abilities, race, ethnicity, economic or social status. Every human life is sacred because it's created in the divine image. And every life is of such worth that Jesus Christ gave his life on Calvary for each of us. Our respect for the dignity of every human life extends to the tiniest embryo, as well as the hospice patient approaching death, to the saint and the murderer on death row, to the greatest athlete, as well as the person with a physical disability, to the genius and those with limited intellectual capacity, to the neighbor next door, as well as the refugee and immigrant, to the billionaire, as well as the homeless person with no place to sleep at night. Before speaking more directly about the defense of the child in the womb, I wish to acknowledge that based on statistical probability, many listening to this message have had a direct personal experience of abortion. It is not my intention to elevate the pain you feel as a result of abortion. It is my hope and goal that my message may contribute in some small way to protect others from experiencing the pain you know all too well. I ask that you pray that my words and the church's pro-life efforts may be fruitful in sparing others from the hurt and harm that results from every abortion. If you have not already, I urge you to go to our Archdiocesan website to find contact information about Project Rachel, our post-abortion ministry for healing and reconciliation. Jesus wants to heal the wounds inflicted by abortion. Two years ago, the bishops of the United States reaffirmed our conviction that the protection of unborn children and their mothers is the preeminent public policy issue of our time. Why? First of all, because abortion attacks life when it is both most innocent and most vulnerable. Secondly, because abortion tragically pits the welfare of the mother 
against the life of her child. Abortion attacks the most sacred and important of human bonds, the relationship of a mother with her child. In so doing, abortion damages the most significant social unit of a society, the family. Finally, the sheer magnitude of the number of human lives destroyed by abortion, well over 60 million in the United States since 1973, and the emotional, spiritual, and sometimes physical scars abortion inflicts on mothers and fathers make it the most catastrophic abuse of human rights in our time. While our faith helps us recognize the sanctity of every human life, opposition to abortion is not primarily a religious issue. The right to life is the most fundamental of all human rights. Without this right, no other right matters. A little more than two years ago, the Kansas Supreme Court claimed to have discovered a right to abortion in the Kansas Constitution. In the words of the court, all of our current laws that protect children and women from abortion are, quote, presumed unconstitutional. This means that every Kansas taxpayer will very likely be forced to fund abortion. Teenagers will be allowed to have abortions without parental knowledge, much less consent. Women considering abortion will not be informed about the possible long-term effects on her physical, emotional, and mental health. And late-term abortions will return to Kansas. In essence, unlimited and unregulated abortion is coming to Kansas. In the wake of the Kansas Supreme Court decision this past year, for the first time in decades, the abortion rate in Kansas actually increased by 9%. Part of this increase was due to women coming from other states to procure an abortion. Kansas is quickly becoming, for others in the Midwest, a destination location for abortion. Fortunately, there is hope. This past year, both chambers of the Kansas legislature, by supermajorities, authorized the Value Them Both Amendment to be placed on the August 2, 2022 ballot. The name of the amendment reveals its purpose. Unlike abortion proponents who pit the welfare of the mother against the welfare of her child, Kansans value the life and well-being of both mother and child. Value Them Both simply states that we the people, through our duly elected officials, have the right and the responsibility to regulate the abortion industry. Next August, Kansans will go to the polls and decide whether we allow unlimited and unregulated abortion in our state, or we protect mothers and their children from the predatory abortion industry. We will have a clear choice. However, if we want to protect women and children from abortion, we must prepare and take action now. I encourage you to learn more about the Value Them Both Amendment and to get involved. Value Them Both action cards are available in every parish in the Archdiocese of Kansas City. Please take one, fill it out, place it in the collection basket, or return it by mail. Value Them Both presentations by knowledgeable speakers are being hosted in many parishes. I encourage you to attend. We must equip ourselves to be able to speak for those who cannot speak for themselves. 
I am proud that Catholic laity are leading this effort, but we are not alone. Other Christians and members of other faith communities are also involved. People from every corner of the state of Kansas are uniting in this effort to protect the most innocent and vulnerable members of our society. Please check out valuethemboth.com where you can learn more. We entrust this effort to Our Lady of Guadalupe, the patroness of the unborn, and St. Joseph, the foster father of Jesus. May they intercede for us, and may our Lord give success to the work of our hands. May Jesus, the Lord of life, bless you and your families. Amen.